Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Jilly Jones with us today. She is an actress, producer, and writer who is making her mark on the industry with her creativity, talent, and tenacity. Her latest project, La Petasola, in which she serves as both producer and lead actor, released on January 14th in select theaters and across streaming media. And we're excited, excited to have her on the show and talk yes. about that and a, whole and a lot, lot more. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, especially you in Atlanta. We're in Savannah, so uh, we're yeah. just neighbors. George is strong. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Go dogs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, at the beginning of the year season. I told Sandy. I was oh, like, and brave. Yeah, and yeah. brave. I told Sandy, I, I, I don't want to jinx it, but they've got a national championship team this year. Wow! But I didn't want to jinx it because <laughs> <laughs> you know how the Georgia Bulldogs <clears throat> can go. You yeah, know, it was like they get to that final game or final couple games, and then it just messes up. Yes. So I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if you're talking NFL. I Ooh, am a Steelers fan. I understand. But like they do the same thing as as the dogs, where it's like they get to like a great point, or it's like oh, you yeah. think they're going to be doing well, and then they always disappoint. And that is, I feel like, the hardest part as yeah. a fan of a team when like you get you so know. close. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and you know, and that's like in the NFL. You know, one of my favorite teams is. Um, Tennessee Titans since we're moving to Nashville. Oh, yes. And it's like last couple of years, they've gotten all, they've finally been able to break through to the playoffs past two years in a row. And then it's like, yeah, they've uh, gotten close, <laughs> but then <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> I am um, excited to see the Super Bowl this weekend, though. Um, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was born yeah. in Cincinnati. Oh, were you really? Yeah. And no. I'm from Kentucky. So my dad was always a Bengals fan. Yeah. I, I, I cannot support the Bengals because I'm a Pittsburgh girl, but I hope I understand. <laughs> you know, what are the odds, though? Let's say L.A. wins it all. What are the odds that two years in a row that not only does the home team to where it's being played gets into the Super Bowl but wins? I know. That's, like, super crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we need the Super Bowl to be in Pittsburgh. Tampa did it, and now, now L.A. could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last 18, 20 months or so has been rough for a lot of people, in, oh, especially definitely. entertainment. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how has COVID affected what you do, and what have you done to move through this? Yeah, so it's interesting because COVID actually really helped um, my husband, who I own my production company with, and I really refocus more on what we actually want to be creating mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. like being caught up in the day-to-day -day of what you should do quote unquote so you know we owned a small business together called nova house and it was a self-tape business and it really was serving a lot of other people in the atlanta community um which I like to do, but I think there's a healthy way to be selfish, if that makes sense. And so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it forced us to shut down our business. So when we were no longer able to really be working for others in the industry, we realized that we really had a lot of stories to tell. And so that's yeah. where yeah. 
the curse of La Pata Sola actually started is that oh, wow. that project was completely written, fundraised, shot, and edited in through the COVID process. Oh, wow. and yeah. Because COVID made us stop everything else and have the time to focus on creating what we want. And now that we've done it, it's like having a movie is sold. Like it was our first feature film. And you bet it all because didn't you use like wedding money? We did. Yeah. We had a moment where we were like budgeting things out. And I was like, hey, babe, like we can't have wedding right now anyway. Do you want to just like take this money and do first money in on the project? And he was like, yeah. So we got married on set the day that we wrapped. The monster was at my wedding. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's like for us, you know, we started this show January of 2020. So a we couple did. months before mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah. And, you know, our original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, be a great foundation. Yes. And then COVID happens and I'm yes. watching the whole entertainment industry kind of shut down here, shut down there. Shut. I, I told Sandy, I was like, you know, we can't change this, but you know, people like you're going to need a place to talk. And exactly. we're going to give it to y'all. And we stepped it up and we did over 300 interviews the first year and we're over 500 now. Wow. And we're only in February. Yes. Yeah. We're over 500 since I'm saying since day one. Oh, day one. one. Yes. Well, not 500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, we'd be about dead. Like, oh, we would be. Yeah. Because that. <laughs> 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 that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Now we have slowed it down, and we were—I mean, like um, our biggest month was August 2020. We ended up doing um, 44 interviews that one yes. month. Yes, wow! And it was just so much. And then, um, just by September of 20, because we were only doing country music at this time. Mm -hmm. That's what—that's the roots of our show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like um, the um, people were starting to get gigs again at September, 2020. And we we're having yeah. a hard time booking. And I told Sandy, I wonder if the acting world would kind of take us in the way the music world has. Yeah. So we started reaching out to a lot of actors, actresses and all that. And one of the first big ones we had was Ed Asner. Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but we've learned 44 interviews in one month is just too much. So we slowed it down to one a day, yeah, five days a week or so. Now. So now we now mm -hmm. we average about two, two fifty a week, a month. I mean a year. Yeah. 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 That's still good though. <laughs> and it's still yeah. tough sometimes because sometimes you can feel like even though they're different, sometimes you can feel like you're in a rut. Do you ever feel that way sometimes where it's like you do the same stuff over and over and over? Yeah, you know, I think being in any aspect of the entertainment industry, like my husband and I call it a roller coaster. You're going to have your highs and the highs are going to feel really high and then you're going to have the lows and they're always going to feel really low. And I, I think sometimes having someone remind you, which is why, as I'm sure you guys know, it's nice to have a partner in it with you. Oh, yes. I've quit many times. She's had the pull that <laughs> like. Oh, you're not quitting. <laughs> yeah, because they remind you like, hey, it's that roller coaster and it feels yes. this way right now, but you got to keep going and eventually it's going to go go back up. And so mm -hmm. they kind of help it level out, make it a little bit more level of a roller coaster, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just part of what we do to as artists and creatives to like get get to those low points and my dad has this saying, embrace the suck. 
Like there's always ah, yeah. those times. And if you just mm-hmm. recognize, oh, that's what I'm in right now. So I'm going to give it a big old hug. And then, yes. you, you know, I've heard the, and I've, uh, the phrase, I've never forgot this is marry the process, divorce the results. Oh, I like that. Because <laughs> that way, you know, because again, it, you know, when it, especially when you're coming into entertainment, if you expect your career to be X, Y, Z, uh, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. Yeah. So embrace, so mar- don't, so divorce that and just marry the process to get there. Yes, it, 100%. Because the process, I think, is what you spend the most time in anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, having gone through the full pre-production, production, post, selling, distribution, now we're in kind of like the PR section. I think my favorite part of the entire process is when you're actually just on set doing the thing. It's <laughs> like for yeah. us, being on here is yeah, our favorite like, part. It is. Yeah, versus the like, oh, it's finished now, it's sold. Like, my, I actually enjoy being on set more than anything. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, that perfect lead in to where I want this to go now. As you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get there. And I always want to talk about it, even though we talked a little piece about that, but I want to go a little deeper than that. Tell us some of the sacrifices and struggles you, you and your husband had to go through to get to where you are today. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it has been um, financial stability, like in the entertainment industry, unfortunately. Until you're big, you don't have that. Yeah, and you have to mm-hmm. find day jobs that or like ways to pay your bill that give you the flexibility to be able to still do do your art while you yeah. feed yourself. And so like there have been many weeks where you're eating – beefaroni for three weeks a day because it's 99 cents and that's what you can afford and i know that like i'll call my dad like i've had conversations where i call him and just say like i'm so tired of this and he's like but that's what you signed on for like you Uh, you signed on for a life that is not going to be fully stable for a long time and Mm -hmm. you know that it's, it's there's no nine to five like yeah. Yeah. the way that it is and there's no regular ladder that you can take so I think for me like as an actress which is what started me on this journey I am like have been told by agents before like oh I already have your type and I'm like no you have my type on oh, wow. paper like I'm a very unique person and <laughs> you have me but you don't and um so it's been a struggle for like the way I look, I guess, because there's a lot of me. And so that's mm-hmm. why I got into producing because it was like, if I am my own boss. You make your own job. Yes. Like I'm done waiting for someone else to tell me that I can create my art. And right. so that's why I ended up getting into producing. And now I love that because I get to set the tone of the type of set that we're on. So it's very much like people first, mm-hmm. story second, you know, like um treating the people right and having a really good safe environment to work i think helps people do their art and create better mm-hmm. so. i love that you know that's like with our show you know like you were talking about trying to find that 
financial stability you know like in the evenings we deliver food you know do. Yeah. and it's flexible so it's flexible so we're able so to do that great so sometimes if we're not doing a show through the day we might um start a little earlier you know yeah. stuff so, so whatever we have to do to keep everything afloat while we build this brand yeah yeah so that's <laughs> Financially, that's like one of the biggest struggles being in entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Expect you know, and see, we have we've never had no backing, no, no. You know, you know, you get a lot of the big people like your Bobby Bones and all that, where they grew up through radio. Yeah, and um, it's like you know, so when when all of a sudden they blew up big, they had that steady job all these. I mean, yeah, they they still went from job to job, from radio station to radio mm -hmm. station. So they yeah. weren't as stable, but they still had yeah. a steady paycheck. We've yeah. had, we've never been in radio, never been in TV, never been no in anything. Experience. So it's Grassroots, been like yeah. trying to build this all at the same time. It's, but it's yeah. been fun too. It has. Yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of highlights, um, tell us a few wow moments through your life that, you know, some of the jobs you've had were like, wow, I got to do that. Oh God. Um, so I, my first job actually that I got while I was still in college, I was a personal assistant to an entertainer, um, mm -hmm. who was in improv and I got to go on tour with him to India. Um, yeah. so like that was really cool. And was and that the Wayne Brady one? Yes. Yes. So, and yeah. like India loved him. So they flew us on like Emirates business class, but <laughs> oh, wow. like, way nicer than any first class ever. So like, I think those kinds of experiences were really cool getting to experience the world. I was 21 when I got that yeah. job. And like, as a 21 year old, you're getting to travel the world in like first class, wow. um, like set up, like that was really cool. Um, and, and what advice did he give you? Uh, he's actually the one that kicked me back into acting. Um, I oh, went wow. to, so I uh, was a musical theater person all growing up and I applied to school for it and I didn't get into like any of my colleges. And so mm -hmm. I that is like, oh, well, if I can't even get into college for this, like I'm just not that good. Oh, wow. And wow. so I was trying to go the producing route back then, which is when I yeah. started working for him. Like I said, yeah, I really want to get into producing. So, you know, it was a great first step to be a personal assistant. And like two years in, I remember it was my birthday and he looked at me and we were like having kind of like a mentor talk of like, what do you really want to be doing? And he was like, I just really think that you are most passionate about acting. And I really yeah. don't understand why you're not doing that. And I said, well, I'm not good enough. And he was like, what do you mean you're not good enough? <laughs> well, I didn't get into school for it. And he was like, no, like you have the natural ability. He said, you're just really uh -huh. green and you need to stop working for me and you need to go do murder mystery and class and train and like wow. be on stage mm -hmm. and you can and build your chops. So like I left that table job and was working 15 hours a day between being like a hostess and Santa's helper. Uh -huh. And then like two months later, I had applied to be a work for a murder mystery company. And I remember like I got a phone call and I was moving to Nashville because I had read they have a lot of good um, public theater there. So mm -hmm. oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I like wasn't qualified enough to really be in LA at that time, I think. And um, I'm an East Coast girl, so I wanted to come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I got a call on my way driving to Nashville and they were having auditions. And like that set me on my path for the next five years of like, I became a national manager for them and actresses. And I was on stage like a ton and I really got good at character work and Mm -hmm. dealing with audiences and you had to memorize fast. And so it was like, that is probably some of the, best advice he gave is kind of like safety net and being no like just just go and do it and as an actor I think a lot of times we're waiting on other people to tell Mm. us we're good enough to be in it that's why you have to like audition a hundred times for every yes and you know he kind of like made me lose my safety net but i think that's why i wasn't scared to do something like produce my own feature film because you did all that now yeah um it's just making la pata solo was really taking everything i had done for the past 10 years and putting it all together and you know you're running behind a day and a half so my husband cut seven pages and we like molded together a couple different scenes so you're relearning like on the fly in 20 minutes we're shooting this scene and now here's what it is (laughs) and i can do it you know (laughs) (laughs) so what brought you to atlanta the murder mystery company um i so i started just as the nashville director but um, i improved their numbers so much in nashville that they asked me to start working with other cities as well oh, wow. and then okay. i improved their numbers in three other cities and so then i started overseeing all 25 cities i was my title was national regional manager because i was in charge of like all of the different kind of con- like groups of of troops all over the country and they asked me several times to move to atlanta because it's cheaper to fly you out of atlanta when you're <laughs> Um, and I, I turned it down a couple of times and then I finally was like, you know what? Like, I think I'm ready. And as an actress wanting to do TV and film, Atlanta is, is the hub. Yep. So, yeah. Um, so I ended up moving down to Atlanta about six years ago. Um, and now like, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Cause like my husband and I just spent like a couple of weeks in LA and we're kind of starting to turn into more of that, like by coastal going wherever there's work and opportunity. What's that been like going back and forth to LA and Atlanta? I mean, cause I, you've been doing that a lot. Huh? Yeah. I, you know, I love it. Like it, it's been really nice to get to go back. And I think we have some good, good people that are there that we stay with, um, who are not in entertainment, but they used okay. to be to get it. Yeah. And so I think like having kind of your stable people in, in that city is really helpful um -hmm. so yeah and but it does mean like my husband and i spend time apart like he's been in la the past month i just back here a week ago and um so take caring of the dog by myself i got our baby alone Mm -hmm. right now but it's okay (laughs) oh yes (laughs) you know and um so, you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. Don't. On our show, they get some love. So take a few moments and tell us a little bit about the team that helps you be who you are. Yeah. Um. So I could not have been the main producer on La Pacha Solo without Carlos Velasco and Jack Young. Um. They are an amazing producing team and they knew when to like, fully take on the reins so that I could focus on acting. But then they also knew like the certain things that, okay, 
we really do need to like tell Jillian what's going on and have her put her producer hat on. Um, and so like, and they know, like, I am very much, my husband and I are very much people first and we need mm. to prioritize taking care of our people. And they also believe that. So I would just say like, find people to work with and have on your team who share your values because you can trust them way more to make sure that those values are being carried through even when you're not around. And that's really important to me. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I think it's why a lot of our crew wants to come work with us again, like um, for rates that maybe like I'm, I had union people working on my project and like, I was not, we were not paying union rates. Like it was wow. oh, wow thousand dollar budget it's super teeny and i know i'm underpaying people but it's okay when you're treating them like five you know like five stars top tier checking yeah. in yeah what they need because we're asking them to be in a swamp with mosquitoes and bugs and it's oh, wow. hot and you're wearing a mask because it's covid and so you I think be, like, and everyone could see though, that it was like, we were all in this together as a team, putting people first and um, making sure everybody was safe out there while we were filming oh. an awesome horror. <laughs> <coughs> Love that. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little 10 year old. Yes, come Christopher. Come on, ask three questions. We'll see if you yes. get him. I'll get him. Okay, that's and, awesome. And we've got an almost three year old that well, it, she'll be three at the end of this month, but later down the road when she gets older she'll be plugged in the show too. yes that's awesome <clears throat> i have a two-year-old nephew so he's like uh learning to talk right now and it's uh -huh. fun because every time you get on facetime with him he's like learning some new words <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's she's starting to pick up a lot of words now and it's like you gotta be again we don't curse and all that anyway but yeah. you really have to be careful because she copies everything that mommy and daddy does <laughs> oh yeah yeah so even like maybe like the tv shows that you watch like ha like she starts hearing stuff that uh -huh. <laughs> and it's like you know you, you know and now it's with the phones it's like you're you're scrolling through facebook or instagram and or tiktok and then of course you're next to her and then all of a sudden they blurt out a big cuss where you're like <laughs> Hello. Hi, Jalisa. What's your favorite food? Uh, pizza. Ooh. Hands down, I could eat pizza every day and never get tired of it. Because <laughs> what's yours? Mine is pizza. Is it really? Oh, my yes. God. And he would eat it all day if we gave it to him. <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind of pizza? Yes, pepperoni and supreme and the pineapple pizza. He's got like four faves. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I go back and forth between pepperoni and cheese are my two go-tos. <laughs> His new one is the pineapple, you know, on the show, so many people have you tried pineapple yet because because it's always a 50-50 split on yeah. whether people like it or not like it. And he's like, no. and finally he's like, I want to try it. So we bought one and he loved it. I will have to try it myself because I've never had pineapple on pizza. So I'm going <laughs> to have to put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's for a TV show? Uh, oh, favorite TV show. Um, I actually just watched The Nevers on HBO, and I think it has become one of my favorite TV shows ever. It is kind of this steampunky, um, but yet science fiction show, uh, set in Victorian England, and it, um, 
women get special powers and I am all about strong women. So I really enjoyed watching that. And yours? My SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Oh, I love SpongeBob. Yes, that is a good one too. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Stardust. Um, it is a fantasy but action, I think they do a really good job of packing almost like a ton of different genres into one. What's your favorite movie? Mine's Minions. Minions? I love Minions. <laughs> I love Minions. It's like, who doesn't, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, we had somebody on the show recently that talked about that when they first started the original Minions, it was going to be, they were going to be quiet. They had no language. Yeah. And somebody in the background was saying something funny. And apparently they said, that's it. That's what, that's the speak we want. Yeah. And, I know. And, I love how they do the language of the minions. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Nice to meet you. Yeah. He loves to be on the show and, you know, he's been on almost every show, which has been pretty cool. That's awesome. What a good experience for him <laughs> to start to like this. Yeah. And he's been able to chat, you know, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows now. Oh, he so does, he's, yeah. he's been able to chat with a lot of the people from those shows now. So that's, that's awesome. been very cool for him. I'm yeah. like, I wish I'd had that when I was little, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so if you could um co-star with any actor or actress, who would it be and what role would you want to play? Oh, that's a really hard question. Um I think I would want to co-star um, with um, Meryl Street because oh, yeah. she's Meryl Street. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. whoa. Um, and I would want to be like the evil B-I-T-C-H in the scene. I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I find um, playing roles like that is very therapeutic, I think. Because you can take it out in your role yeah. where where that way you yeah. don't have to do it in person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like um, I was doing this web series uh, pilot a couple years ago. And like when you meet me, like I'm just very like sweet, cute, bubbly, whatever. And mm -hmm. then my character was like very mean. And we just, our director was awesome and would let us improv. And the crew oh, wow. was like, where do you get that from? Because that's who you are. And I was like, I know, but it's like it 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 never comes out, and so when it finally has an opportunity, because you, I would never say certain things or like do certain yeah. things. You would feel bad doing that, but so when mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for it to kind of just come out, it's like you know. It's yeah. funny you say yeah. that because we had Kimberlyn Brown who plays Sheila Carter on The Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless, and we had her on before they brought her back. Oh, and yes. and mm -hmm. she was telling us, because I was like, I asked her about that. They let her kind of, because again, Sheila Carter's character, anybody that knows who Sheila Carter is, they know that that character is deranged. It's like, it's like, do, oh, yeah. it's like, do they allow you to take it where you want to take She goes, <laughs> oh yeah. She goes, she goes, they've get, you know, back at the beginning, they gave her free reign. So just go however deep you can go. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so <laughs> nice when they let you kind of have that freedom. <laughs> and then you're probably like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> so if you could be in any movie or TV show that's out right now, mm -hmm. what would you want to be in? Um, the Nevers, to be quite uh, honest. I, I love um, historic 
like historical fiction is my favorite book genre. It's my favorite show genre. And to then combine it with like that sci-fi fantasy and strong females, which is what the Nevers is, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it has everything that I love. So like nice. I really want to be in a show like the Nevers. Wow. I love that. <clears throat> so what's been your hardest role to play? Um, probably actually, I think Sarah in La Patasola, um, yeah. because I am, I am a strong boss woman, like in the real world, I'm on my own business. I, um, you know, as a producer, you're really like the boss. And so it was hard for me to get past not judging Sarah mm -hmm. uh, for mm -hmm. the relationship, um, the marriage that she's in with her husband. Um, so I had to kind of really dig into like why a woman might allow her husband to take advantage of her in that way. Uh, mm -hmm. And AJ, who wrote it, and wrote the character um, knowing I would play her, he was like, well, think of how much you always think about other people. And he said, mm -hmm. I feel like I watch you put other people before yourself a lot. And he said, I think Sarah does that to a oh, wow. detriment. Mm -hmm. And so once I kind of found that pathway of Oh, she loves her husband so much that she puts him way, 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 way before herself in a really bad way. So I kind of got to travel down that path. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Which as like a newlywed, you know, um, we shot the movie right before we got married. It, oh, wow. It was interesting kind of carrying that script and experience into then your first year of marriage and really balancing <laughs> Like figuring out, you know, you are my partner, but sometimes you have to make sure, and we've talked about this, that you take care of yourself first yeah. so mm -hmm. that I can be a good partner in this marriage. And um, so we both have to be honest sometimes and say, you know what, I need to do this thing to take care of me. And this is a boundary. And, and, and if we do that, then we can come together and be a stronger team together. Love that. So mm -hmm. what's been your most fun role? Um, my most fun role, um, I actually <laughs> got to be the naked lady in a new series coming out on Fox called Welcome yeah. to Flash. Uh, it oh, premieres yeah. next month. Yeah. And um, you you don't actually like see anything because it's part of the of the comedy. Like you'll see yeah, it. Yeah. They do it. Um, but I got to be this like small town Ohio, like I'm the prettiest girl here yeah. and um, like play in an art class. And it was really right. and, mm -hmm. like where she's taking it way too seriously. <laughs> okay. <class>. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really not that serious, especially when it's like you're in like middle of nowhere, small town, mm -hmm. like girl, if you yeah. really were into art this much, you, you would, maybe be at Juilliard or staying somewhere else. So like, yeah. that was really fun. Like a big and, fish in a small pond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever watched like uh, Parks and Rec or. Mm -hmm. um, so it's shot in that like docu okay. series, like comedy kind of style. So yeah. like that was really fun because it's a comedy, but you're not 
overtly being comedic, if that makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah, it, it does. It's some really fun character work to do. I'm excited. It's probably like yeah. you're watching it, and it's one of them where you're like, you want to laugh, and you're like, am I am I supposed to laugh? Because because <laughs> then you feel guilty if you laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um. I would say my husband is a really big oh, wow. source of inspiration. Um, he, we met at a time where I had a lot of dreams, but would tell myself that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't ready. Oh, and man. he is in the same way that like I needed Wayne to push me out of the nest mm -hmm. all those years ago. Yeah. I think that my husband pushes me out of the nest when I need oh, wow. it. I am yeah. a very type a creative so i want mm -hmm. to be perfectly ready and prepared and i'm learning that you're never gonna be exactly and yes. that is that's hard because i want it to be the perfect situation and have all my ducks in a row mm -hmm. but if you wait for that moment you're never going to end up creating yeah. anything yeah just so like in 2019, we wanted to do this show, but we kept procrastinating because I wanted like, oh, everything's not perfect. We need to do this, this, this first. Yeah. And finally, I came up with this idea. Uh, my mom passed away years ago, but her birthday was January 3rd. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea. I was like, you know what? Let's attach the launch and honor her. So we made the yeah, launch January 3rd, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I figured if I did that, I wouldn't um, stop. And we've been doing it ever since. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. what would you like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Um, telling stories that have never been heard before. Um, yeah. I think what was really eye-opening, uh, La Pata Sola is a folktale from Colombia, South oh, America. Wow. And there are, in doing the research on her, um, there are hundreds of Amazonian creatures and monsters that we've never seen before. And mm -hmm. for me, I think a lot of times the entertainment industry just does what's already been done because they're afraid to take a risk and lose yeah. money. Yeah. And so being in the indie world, you have a little bit more of that freedom to, I think audiences want to see new stuff. And yeah, they do. There's Absolutely. so many stories in the world that have never been told. Pata <clears throat> Solo is one of them. So it was a really big privilege to be able to work with Daniela Gonzalez. Um, her family is Colombian and she was what the co-creator of the story to work with her to like show a culture that hasn't hasn't been seen on screen. And that mm -hmm. was really special. Um, so that's something that I think is really important is, it, it, you know, to me, film allows me to experience things that I might never get a chance to experience in this world. Mm -hmm. And so that's the kind of films that I want to make to give to other people. Yeah. I love that. So as we um, come to a close here, um, if somebody wanted to do what you do, what advice would you give that person? Um, go do it. Like, don't let somebody tell you that you're not good enough. Um, I've done that a couple of times in my life. And I I've been very lucky to run into people who have kind of forced me to ignore being told that I'm not good enough. So I would say, you know, do your research, educate yourself, but don't feel like it has to be perfect before you mm -hmm. just try. Mm -hmm. Because in the 
doing of what you want to do, you're going to constantly learn and improve for the next time around. Love that. So tell everybody how they can find you. Yeah, I, I am on Instagram as at Jilly underscore Jones and it's Jilly with a G. Yay. <laughs> um, or you can follow uh, my latest film at La Petisola underscore movie on Instagram too. That's where I'm most active. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> like, I'm an Instagram girl all the way. <laughs> wow. Love awesome. that. You know, we really enjoyed having we you did. on today and we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much. You have a great All day. All right. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. You too. Have a good one.